How are you, my beautiful, beautiful black guys and goddesses? It's God Molecular, here to spread the religion of Mofadi, which is the religion of no religion, here to dismantle and disassemble all religion by the year 2034. I thank you guys for tuning in. I come as Amen, reincarnated this new age. That of the 226th dynasty was stemmed from King Solomon, who held a descendant by the name of Haile Selassie I, who occupied that of the 225th dynasty. Three salutes. Ready? Go. <laughs> and that is in tribute to Amun, as he was known as the most high and the most logical being or deity at his time. I come as him reincarnated to usher in the new age of Aquarius, also known as the age of the six, as we have transpired from the age of the Pisces, also known as the age of the seven. And that is as of August 21st, 2017, titled Day of the Great American Eclipse. So, I get this question a lot. You know, a lot of people listen to my teachings. They listen to my understanding of life, my understanding of the cosmos, the universe, the divine imagination, and the metaphysical placements that governs the principalities of what we know to be our reality in this physical world. A lot of people listen to the understanding it hits the higher DNA once they've accepted the knowledge and their minds begin to expound, explore different regions of the imagination, which stimulates the creativity of the sense or comprehension on how one develops cosmic intelligence. And it's a source it has a source of creativity. And this is what our ancestors understood. And this is why they left the natural, the one truth of the entire cosmos. They left that knowledge and understanding in the deoxyribonucleic acid, also known as the DNA, which has the ability to replicate itself and create nucleotides along with different polypeptides and polymers in order to produce um, key correspondence within life to create cells and extract DNA from nucleuses and things of that nature. Our ancestors understood that and they left a, they left a truth or the truth within the manifested fabrics of that parallel science or, or, or of that diabolical science, I should say, not parallel. They left the truth within the science of what our genetic makeup consists of, what it pertains. All cells in your body communicate and science have shown that they communicate with symbolism, symbols. Symbols that are similar to letters and numbers. This is how cells communicate. 
once they touch each other or get within the outer membrane of what they are structured to be and these and these outer membranes come in contact with one another they then pass on a form of uh, means of communication thus giving direction and purpose to uh, the other cells the environment of what the cell or where the cell is housed but it gets deeper than a cell of course as you get down to the atom the subatom and the macromolecules you have macromolecules and molecules right macromolecules are more uh difficult they're more uh diverse um they're more complex than regular molecules and information starts within these within the metabolisms of these cells and atoms and things of that nature so we have to focus on metabolism because metabolism deals with energy and energy is of course endless so our ancestors knew all of these things so they created different things such as pyramids and uh shrines and different uh um different types of monuments like the obelisk and and um you know the sphinx and things of that nature so that once someone visually incepts them or hears about them these hidden codes of information this, these hidden codes of dna is is um they're stimulated they're stimulated and they start to intelligently um redirect themselves according to what they understand to be a consciousness and this all boils down to the endocannabinoid system which is different from the nervous system and is very more important than the nervous system or more imperative to tend to than the nervous system because the endocannabinoid system deals with the consciousness of cells and energy and what you are created of so when we're dealing with that understanding and we have that higher learning you know <clears throat> We also have to keep in mind that things that you can see don't it doesn't matter if you've heard about a cell or an atom and how they work and how they contribute to the manifested reality. If you've never seen an actual cell with your own two eyes, you can safely say that it does not exist. No matter what science shows, no matter what scholarship you read, no matter what microscope you look into. If you have not seen a cell with your own two eyes, why well, wouldn't say the microscope? Because of course, if you look into a microscope and you see a cell, you have the right to believe that it, exi that it exists. But if you have not seen it, if you haven't seen an atom with your own two eyes, then you can safely say that it does not exist. You can safely say this. Why? Because what you see deals with your highest logic. Even when can be seen because it has a reaction or it causes a reaction from its environment right and everything around you is an action that's causing a reaction and you are a reaction to some form of action your parents got together they had sex the reaction was you you are a reaction and that reaction continues you continue to do actions as a reaction to cause more reactions and this is the chain of the cosmos this could be reverted back or could be traced back to the big bang which is the so-called beginning of the universe you know but astral projection 
What is astral projection? Do I believe astral projection exists? How can you attain and achieve astral projection? How can you manifest astral projection? And what messages do you perceive? Do you receive once you project it? Um, and can you comprehend these things to be things that impact your immediate reality? That's the question that I get the most. Is astral travel real? Can we do it at will? Right. And it's, and it's very important. It's very important to understand what I just stated about things that you can see and you can bear witness to. Because the imagination could defy all of the principles of reality, right? And that could sometimes be harmful because it's not an equilibrium mentality or not an equilibrium logic. So imagination could, um, could lead you in a direction that doesn't deal with your realistic sense of cosmic education, right? Your real, your realistic understanding, right? The things that you can touch, see, feel, and hear hits the immediate senses and impacts your reality or persuades your personality or mentality in some type of way. So imagination has to be governed. You have to govern your imagination and you have to carefully observe your imagination and keep it in check with logic. Right. And logic, like I said, boils down to things that you can see. So when we're dealing with astral travel, astral projection, right, we're dealing with a sense of imagination. We're dealing with a sense of imagination. Most most individuals say that they can only astral project or astral travel during sleep. This is the only time that they could travel and leave their bodies and visit these other realms and these other places and these other earths and planets and galaxies and universes. This is a common testimony. You know, most people say that once I fall asleep, I've done this or, you know, um, when I get and fall into a deep meditation, I travel outside of my body. Right. And I go and explore other places, other realities, other universes, other cosmic influences. And I bring all of that education once I explore these places back to my body and my senses and my physical self. Once I awaken, I have knowledge of these things and I'm able to expound on them in this physical reality, thus giving them momentum to exist or manifest. So you educate yourself during this astral travel. And one of the things I want people to really concentrate and focus on is the conscious state that you have to be in, according to these testimonies, in order to travel outside of your body, right? And what I mean by that is you're either conscious or not. You're either woke or you're asleep. There's very few cases where people say that they've astral traveled right in the middle of a con in a, right in the middle of a conversation 
or they astral travel while while being very active, you know, by, by while doing something that required all of their attention. There's very rare cases, very few cases, if not any cases, any cases at all, where people have experienced this form of astral travel. And so this is why we have to thoroughly investigate. We have to thoroughly investigate and observe. Did you really astral travel? Or did you have a dream? Right? Because if you're asleep, you can account all of your understanding of the imaginative to serotonin and melatonin that's inside of your body which corresponds with your sleep and how you imagine things as you sleep and what you do as you sleep so if you are asleep and you've out and you've astral travel or you've left your body or you claim to have left your body while asleep and travel to another place, dimension, location, earth, universe, whatever. If you've done this while unconscious, meaning that you're asleep, then that cannot be considered astral projection. That cannot be considered astral projection because nothing that you've witnessed in this different reality as you slept and traveled to these different realms. Nothing can be brought back to you, other, uh, it could be brought back to your physical reality other than what took place within your mentality, your consciousness, your mind. So if you astral projected to another realm and you've seen an apple tree, can you grab an apple off of that tree and bring it back into this physical reality? No. So that would, by default, make it a dream, not necessarily an astral travel experience, a OBE, a out-of-body experience. Not necessarily astral projection by having a dream. And I just want to get that out there before I get into my next segment of astral travel because a lot of people get astral projection confused with very intense dreams, right? Dreams that seem so real, yet you know that they aren't real, right? And in that understanding, they tend to influence or persuade what's real and what you know to be real, right? So that outcome can mold your reality and you can start to manifest all type of things in your life, both good and bad, what, what will be considered good and bad. And you can expound on that learning or understanding. But a dream is not an astral travel. You're not astral traveling by having an intense, very intense dream. And some dreams could be the solar opposite of what I just, or the polar opposite of what I just explained of it being, of you knowing that it's not real, but it seems so real. Some dreams could be the complete opposite of that, and it could be so imaginative. 
It could be so creative, so art, so artistic, right? Something that's so wired or sourced or, or engulfed in imagination that you know that is not something of what you know to be your reality or could happen in real life. But you understand that it hints, it hits your higher sense. And that goes back to what I was explaining earlier about atoms and molecules communicating and there being a hidden sense of truth or a hidden truth within your subatomic and macromolecular structure, right? A lot of people like to say Akashic records and things of that nature, but I don't get into that. Yeah, I've been down that path, but there's storylines held in your DNA which connects themselves to the ACTG chains of your um, of your DNA, you know, which also corresponds with the formation of the helix and the collagen and hemoglobin atoms. So all these things carry information that once you have these very intense imaginative dreams, not the ones that are so real because they are almost parallel, they, they're almost the exact same as your reality. But these dreams that are beyond your imagination, these very imaginative, big mag imagination wired dreams, so to speak, these dreams are, these dreams tend to hit your DNA, which coincides with how you accept a certain message, right? A message or some type of hint or some type of context cue that's inside of that dream. And that's going to cause for you to analyze that dream, observe that dream, because you believe that dream has a certain value to your destiny and your reality. It, can, it has a certain level of contribution to your destiny and reality. And these are the dreams that are beyond imaginative, very creative dreams, people flying over big, huge animals and, you know, people turning oceans into big deserts and creating fire with your hands and, you know, jumping high off the ground, you know, 20, 30 feet off the ground and landing. You know, these these type of dreams are what hits the 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 in-depth entombment of your DNA, of your cosmic makeup. And so when we see images, you know, certain types of images and certain types of uh, um, forms of symbols, when we see these things and they give you a familiar sense of security within your consciousness, when we see these things and we get that sense of security, familiar security, it tends to higher it tends to heighten our subconscious self 
But this is just the expounding on dreams, right? This isn't astral travel. This isn't astral projection. And um, I'm only explaining this or saying this because I want people to really understand that there's a big difference. Because astral travel should be done, like I said, while in the middle of a conversation. Astral travel should be done while being very active. You could be in the middle of a basketball game in astral travel. And there's very few cases of people, if any at all, that has had these experiences, right? Now, there's an event or there's a certain phenomenon, and I, and I titled it a phenomenon because that's what it is. There's a phenomenon that takes place once one goes to sleep, and this phenomenon is known as sleep paralysis. Sleep paralysis is when someone wakes up, they're 100% woke, right? You're woke and... In certain cases, you're able to analyze your surroundings in sleep paralysis. In certain cases, meaning that you're woke and you're able to turn left, turn right and see your, your bedroom. You're able to see um, you're able to see the whole outline of your bedroom. You're able to see your ceiling, your floor, your bed your computer, whatever else is in your room while you're asleep. And you know that you're asleep because you cannot move, right? You cannot move, yet you are asleep. You cannot move, yet you're asleep, but you understand that you are awakened. You understand that you're awakened because you know that you cannot move. This is the mind exiting the body. This is the mind exiting the body. This is the mind traveling outside of its boundaries. Because you are awakened, but you are aware that you cannot move, right? And your brain, your brain is responsible for the movement of your body. Whatever movement you can think of, you're going to, you, you, whatever movement that you do, you have to think of it before you, before you do it. Yet, in the cases of sleep paralysis, your mentality or your mind Cannot persuade your body to move. So this is a metaphysical or metaphoric perspective or position, right? And I say that because it forces you to focus on yourself to a certain degree that strengthens your will. A lot of people experience sleep paralysis and they become very fearful of it, you know? 
it scares them, it freaks them out that they know that they are awake, but they cannot move. And this is to strengthen your sense of will so that you can properly execute astral travel. This is the astral projection. It can only be obtained through sleep paralysis. During sleep paralysis, you are to focus on the thoughts, the things that are conjuring up within your mind and mentality. Don't focus on the body, but focus on being outside of yourself. Right? This is what sleep paralysis is. This is what astral projection is. You focusing on being outside of yourself. And you have to strengthen your will and overcome your fear of it. And once that happened, then you're able to expound on astral travel through imagination. You have to build that will within your mentality. So if you're a person who finds yourself in this position quite often, you know, you're someone who finds yourself uh, experiencing sleep paralysis all the time, then my suggestion to you is that you are being called, right? You have been placed in a perspective that will allow you or that has allowed you to rapidly experience sleep paralysis. And in that perspective, you are to strengthen your will by overcoming the fear of not being able to control your body while knowing that your mentality is what governs movement of your body. You are supposed to overcome the fear of that. You're supposed to overcome the fear of not being in control of yourself and your body and your mind being 100% aware that it is outside of the body. It is higher than the body. It is more than the body. This is your astral travel. It's kind of like your mind going into a separate room and having a talk with itself. This is what your this is what your mentality, this is what your soul, your spirit is doing when you experience sleep paralysis. Is literally taking a time out to talk to itself. Without the body listening in on the conversation. And what this does is strengthen your perspective on how the mentality comprehends higher and cosmic consciousness. Simply because you are defying the laws 
of the principles of this reality by simply not being able to move your mind, your body with your mind. You are defying the laws of what makes life this real, actual, factual reality. You are defying those laws, right? Through the consciousness. So when you're experiencing sleep paralysis and through defining those laws, you have to overcome that fear of not being able to move your body. You have to overcome that fear. You know, you look into different types of religious forms and different types of religious texts and shit like that. And, and people talk about uh, if you experience this, it's a devil's it's a witch riding your back, some shit like that. You know, you know, you, you know, black folk, we come up with all type of fucking stories that, you know, that fits our superstitious way of belief. But a lot of times or in a lot of different types of religion, this form of astral travel is considered to be an, an omen, right? Something that's bad, something you're doing something that's not right with the cosmos and you're experiencing the punishment. This is the consequences of what you've done. Simply because you cannot move while awoke. While you're awakened, you cannot move your body. You are awakened but cannot move your body. This is different from a dream. This is a step beyond a dream. So a lot of us, because of these, because of this religious propaganda on that certain instance being a omen and things of that nature, a lot of us have subconsciously developed a fear. Even once we become conscious of what religion and things of that nature are, a lot of us have subconsciously developed a fear of sleep paralysis. We've developed a, we developed a fear of sleep paralysis and we've... Um, subconsciously applied that fear to our understanding of astral travel and sleep paralysis. So once we overcome that fear, once you overcome that fear of not being able to move your body while you're awakened, and you're able to talk to your mind without your body listening in on the conversation. And you're able to gain an understanding of what you're experiencing. And once you gain an understanding, you're able to propel your mentality. And thus, the conclusion of sleep paralysis existing no more. Thus, you've experienced the first flight or the first step of astral travel. Now you're able to imagine whether you're awakened or asleep. You're able to imagine on a higher level 
on a level that can take your entire mentality, that can take your entire uh, personality, your persona. You can take yourself through the imagination outside of your body. A lot of people call this being an empath and things of that nature because you're able to feel the hurt or emotions of other things and people and, and and animals and things of that nature. When you overcome this form of sleep paralysis, then you're able to expound your imagination. And in expounding your imagination, you're able to place yourself outside of your body through imagination. For example, if someone was standing in front of you and you tapped them on the shoulder, can you imagine the feeling of you tapping them on the shoulder? Can you imagine that feeling as you're doing it? As you're tapping someone else on the shoulder, can you imagine being tapped on the shoulder yourself? At the same exact time. If you can expound on this sense of imagination. Then you can place yourself outside of your body. And now why is this important? Because. Of what we see at night. And of course that is that is stars. Stars is very interesting to this concept because when you look up in the sky, you see that there are certain stars that are brighter than others. Certain stars that let off a certain color. And through science, if a star is dimming in light, that means that it is far, far away. But if a star is bright in light, that means that it's close to you. So if you're able to, through the imagination, place yourself outside of your body, and you're able to look at stars and see how bright and how dim they are, You're able to imagine three-dimensional images that connect the distance between stars. So, for instance, if there was a if there was if I looked up in the sky and I seen a bright star, and right next to it, no more than an inch away from it, from my perspective, right next to it. There's another star that's dimmer. So this means that the star that is dimmer is behind the star that is lighter. Even though they are right next to each other from my perspective, they're an inch away from each other from my perspective. So me astral traveling 
or me being empathic enough, I'm able to connect the distance between those two stars using my imagination. Not from one star, not from the bright star next to the dim star, not just a straight connection, you know, that inch of distance from my perspective that I see that they're away from, apart from each other. But I'm able to connect them from the furthest star up into the closest star. I'm able to make this connection in my imagination. And if I'm able to do that as an empath, if I'm able to do that as an empath, I'm able to expound on that and I'm able to connect every star in the entire universe i'm able to i'm able to connect them in a three on a three-dimensional scale to make out shapes so that i will know exactly where the earth is placed this is a great task a lot of us can't even begin to imagine how that works even right now me explaining it i know i probably lost a bunch of people who's listening to this audio. But it's, it's quite difficult for me to explain. But for those who understand. They can comprehend the cosmic mess, the cosmic message. Of what I speak on. So astral travel involved, this is, this is how our ancestors aligned pyramids with the stars or the three brightest stars in the sky, you know? Sirius, Osiris. This is how we, this is how we did these things without leaving the earth whatsoever. We were able to align these pyramids up with stars because we were able to imagine the distance of these stars apart from each other, which led to the distance or the position of where we are, of where we are on this earth. Through the imagination. This is the proper form of astral travel. And until you can align a pyramid up with a star, a bright star up in the sky, until you can align a pyramid up with this star, you have yet to astral travel, no matter what you believe. And our ancestors have proof of this because they've done it. Now, you can go in and say that there's aliens or, you know, extraterrestrials. We had aliens come on ships and they came from these stars and <laughs> they came from these stars. And that's how they was able to calculate their distances and shit like that. You know, that's 
that's far-fetched. And that's why I am a man or amen. Because I deal with what's real. Because I am just a man myself. And being a man, I know that a man or man, period. And when I say man, I'm not just talking about men. I'm talking about women as well. Black men and women, of course. Understand self, I understand the mentality, the intellect, the consciousness, the intelligence that I am able to conjure up. Even being in this very low, 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 low vibrational state that we are in, we're still able to think on very high conscious cosmic scales. And this is a miracle within itself that the ancestors could have never even predicted. So I give the credibility of man to man, which is where it's due. There's no aliens. There's no extraterrestrials. There's no spaceships. There's only man. That's it. And there were great thinkers, great minds, great men and women that were highly intelligent that were able to astral travel by understanding the distances of stars and how these stars brighten and dim in their lifespans, which allowed them to calculate the distance or the position that they were in in the universe. And that mentality developed within astral travel or sleep paralysis. Sleep paralysis, the first step of astral travel has to be understood and undertaken by someone who's destined to astral travel. You have to be destined to do these things, you know. Not everyone can do them. But if we can focus, if you can focus your mentality while in this sleep, uh, sleep paralysis state, if you can focus your mind and not be fearful of this state. You know, someone who's listening to this, whoever listening to this, if you're someone who experienced sleep paralysis all the time, focus your mentality. Next time it happens, focus. Don't be scared. Just focus and think. Ask yourself questions while you're in this state. See if you can imagine things while you're in this state. Occupy your mind while you're in this state because you are beyond the dream world. Simply because you are awake. You are awakened. 
But you cannot control your body. You are outside of your body, which is why you cannot control it while in this state. And once you've expounded on that, then you're able to astral travel out into the cosmos while being conscious, while being awake. And you're able to build on that sense of consciousness. But it's got molecular here to spread the religion of Mofadai, which is the religion of no religion here to dismantle and disassemble our religion by the year 2034. I thank you guys for tuning in. I come as Amen, reincarnated this new age, that of the 226th dynasty, which stemmed from King Solomon, who held a descendant by the name of Haile Selassie I, who occupied that of the 225th dynasty. Three salutes. Ready? Go. Ha ha ha! And that is in tribute to Amen, as he was known as the most high and the most logical being or deity. At his time, I come as him reincarnated to usher in the new age of Aquarius, also known as the age of the six, as we have transpired from the age of the Pisces, also known as the age of the seven. And that is as of August 21st, 2017, titled Day of the Great American Eclipse. I thank you guys for listening. I thank you guys for joining. It's God molecular. Peace.